just such a heaviness because, man, that was 10 funerals I've done in the last six weeks, 10 funerals. Uh, preached two different conferences, 10 funerals, and all the other stuff that you do as a pastor. And I just, yesterday I was emotionally drained from all of it. And uh, as Carlene began to pray for me on the way to church, man, I felt something stirring up in me. I felt God just making that word come to life. And I just want somebody to know I'm more excited to preach tonight. And I'm always excited. But I'm more excited to preach tonight. And it may only be 10 minutes, but I know God gave it to me. And I'd rather preach 10 minutes of what God gave me than an hour of what I made up in my head. Will y'all pray with me? Spirit of the living God, anointing flow. God, we lift up our members that are struggling. We lift up Clifford and Cynthia's son Gabriel right now. We command this Septus to go. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus. We come against this distraction in this young man's life. God, we speak peace to Clifford. We speak peace to Cynthia. We speak peace to this family. God, I praise you. I praise you that while we're here worshiping, you're there moving, moving on his behalf. Lord, for every need that we know about, for those that we don't, for those that are in here looking great but struggling inwardly, anointing flow, oil flow, anxiety go and anointing flow. God, I praise you that you're doing something deeper than the individual, but you're putting an oil on the individual that they're going to take back to their families and their situations. And for this, I give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, y'all.
thinking about what to talk about tonight during the offering, you know, tomorrow's Veterans Day, and uh, and it's always good to celebrate our veterans, amen, amen, y'all give them a hand clap, we won't be here tomorrow, so we can go ahead and give them a hand clap, amen, amen, um, but I was researching today, uh, you know, just something clicked in me, said, Bob, research why uh, Veterans Day is on November 11th, um, and a lot of you historians may know. And I'm a veteran, didn't even know why we celebrate Veterans Day on November 11th. But we do because it was the end of World War I. And we ended World War I by biblical principle, if you get to study in the Bible in the number 11, because we ended World War I 
And I'm, I'm going to wrap all this up into your tithing and offering, I promise. Um, at the end of World War One, we ended World War One on the 11th hour, in the 11th month, on the 11th day. Because in the Bible, the number 11 represents chaos and disorder. So what we were saying as a country, we're going to end this chaos and this disorder on that number. Amen? Amen. So we stood on a biblical principle that on this number and where it's represented throughout our calendar on the number 11 three times, where nowhere else will you find it in the calendar. So we said we're going to do it on that time, date, and hour. So I said all that to say this. When you follow the principles of God, I promise you blessings are coming your way. Amen? Amen. Yeah, you can give him a hand clap. I, I don't know if you know it or not, but you live in the most blessed country, the most promised country, the best country you could ever. You were blessed by God to be in America. I mean, I've traveled to seas. I've walked to and from. I've been in other countries, and I promise you, you do not, you will not find it as good as you can find it here. Amen? And I don't care all the naysayers, what they say, what they do, and how they come about it, and how they twist the words and all that stuff. They cannot talk me ever out of knowing that we are blessed just to be able to call ourselves Americans. And I promise you, if you'll do like America has done over the centuries and time, and you follow the principles of God, those blessings can't help but chase you down, overflowing, pressed together, and it'll blow your mind. So, so in Proverbs, the Bible, the principal book of the Bible, which is Proverbs, which gives us our principles to follow, it says, man, if you're a giver, I can, I, and I'm breaking it out, thanks Proverbs 3, 9, if you're a giver and you give your first crops unto God, then he's going to make your barn, your shed overflow, amen? So if you get, and, and in our words, in today's words, if you give unto God's house, when you get in your house, you'll be blessed beyond measure, amen? He'll make sure that you're never suffering, your kids are never suffering, and he'll keep blessing you until they put you down in that ground, amen? And I believe it with everything in me, and if you believe it, give him one more hand clap. Give like you've never given. Because tomorrow... Is the 11th day, the 11th hour is coming, and it's in the 11th month. So tomorrow, remember that, that they set that time, hour, and date on the principles of God, and we are still, we're still, it's still reciprocating unto us as Americans why they've done that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you for a group of people, God, that follows your principles, that give, Father, with a cheerful spirit, and God, that gives unto your house. God, now I'm asking you to take this offering and bless it beyond measure and use it for the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray in the city said, amen. Children, that beautiful time of the night is upon us. It is kids' church. Give them a hand clap as they go.
for the Ephesian church. Both of them were that they would understand how much God loved them. Not that they would speak in tongues, even though he believed in it and he preached it, and so do we. Not that they would cast out devils. But the greatest concern he had for the Ephesian church was that they would come to church, Daniel, and never realize how much God loved them. How many stories have I heard of daughters that grew up in houses with the father that loved them but they never knew it. They never knew the depth of it. He is called Abba God. He is our Abba Father, which is the Hebrew word for daddy. He doesn't want to be some far off in the distant celestial figure. He wants to be that father that when your heart is broken, you can run to. That when your mind is troubled, he can wrap you in his arms and comfort you. I'm talking about an Abba kind of love in here. The goodness of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. For far too long, we thought if we would just beat the far out of them, hell would leave them. See, some people word that different, but I'm, I'm, I'm too saved to do that. If we beat the far out of, of them, hell would leave them. But I found that Jesus loved on people and led them out of darkness into light. If you don't get nothing else out of this service, you get this right here. You are loved by my God. You are loved by God. Come on, put them hands together. Chelsea and praise team, beautiful job, guys. I thank God for each and every one of you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to dive right in. Like I said, it might be 10 minutes. I don't know. I, I ain't never preached this. I've never heard it preached. 
I've heard them talk about seven skinny cows, seven fat cows, but I've never heard about, I've never heard anybody preach when I'm getting ready to preach to you. And I've preached out, out of Joseph and out of Genesis my whole ministry. And I've never touched on this right here. Genesis 41, 17, if you're there, say amen. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, in my dream, everybody say dream. Behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven kind, fat-fleshed and well-favored. That's the kind of cows you want, fat-fleshed and well-flavored. And they fed in the meadow. They were living good. And behold, seven other cattle, they came up after them. They were poor and very ill-favored and lean all along the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill, and one translation for that word ill is ugly. So I want somebody to say ugly. And the lean and the ugly favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kind. And when they had eaten them up, it cannot be known that they had eaten them. But they were still ill favored as it were in the beginning. He said, it bothered me so much, I woke up. The king had a dream of seven skinny cows eating seven fat cows. And then they were still skinny and still ugly. That word for ill is ugly. I want to preach about seven skinny cows. That's perfect, Ricky. Y'all give Ricky a hand clap for putting that, that image up for me. We're going to preach on seven of them things right there. And we got to start out, I got to tell you that in the Christian life, there's up times and there's down times. There's times we come to the house of God, Rachel, and our faith is so strong because God's done something for us. He's answered a prayer for us or he's got us out of a situation or we feel forgiven of our sin and the preacher don't have to pump us up. Man, we walk through those doors and we're up. How many of you know what it feels like to be up? But now I got to find my real church here. They're also... In, in your walk with God. It, ideally, it should be like a straight line. But how many of you have ever took uh, the, the mystery mine at Dollywood? Yeah? Or Space Mountain, woo, in Florida. They got some ups and they got some downs. Just as surely as there's ups in the things of God, there's some down times in the things of God. There's times I come in here like when Carlene prayed for me, I could not wait to get to church. The weight of the last season just lifted off of me and I said, I feel like preaching tonight. I felt up. But there's times I've got behind this pulpit and, and I, by faith I've had to preach because my feelings said, I, you don't feel it. But I've learned when you walk with God, here's when you know when you're maturing. When you quit letting your feeling dictate your praise. I'm going to say it again. Here's when you know when you're maturing in the things of God. When you quit letting your feelings dictate how you praise God. Because no matter how you're feeling, God is worthy of your praise. Could somebody give him a hand clap of praise about right now? A mature believer that they'll praise God and you'll look at them and say they ain't got no problems. And you don't know they're fighting hell at home. Or they're going through battles inwardly, but they have purposed in their heart that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And there's seasons, and have you ever, have you, let's be honest, have you ever had a good season and a bad season at the same season? When you, when you find out you've got some things that are on the up and up, and you've got some things that are on the down low. 
that you don't want the church people to know about that you're saying, God, get me out of this. God, why am I struggling with this? Why is this battle going on in my family? Why are my kids acting like this? Why, why are my emotions, why are my finances erect? And you look and you, and you got these good things going on. Like I look at my life right now and though uh, these last few months there have been challenging in many emotional areas, in many strategic areas that the enemy placed against us, uh, I have been blessed as a pastor in, the, in this season. I have seen God use even these funerals to bring people to the house of the Lord and get saved. I have seen God. That's why my Bible said he takes all things and works them together for the good of them that love him to the called according to his purpose. In, time, in fact, I'm going to tell you something I rarely say. I have found that when I, most of the time when I'm feeling him the least, that's when he's doing the most. That when you feel him the least, that's when God said, that's right, boy. Now that I got you out of the way, watch what I can do. When you can't, I can. And when you ain't got the strength, watch me carry you through the darkest season of your life. And I will bring you. Hey, feel something breaking in here. Many times when God wants to change a season in their life, Ben, he'll give us a dream. Every time I've ever preached on uh, any portion of this scripture, I talk about Joseph, the dreamer. But that ain't what God's got me settled on. But I, I can't, it would be remiss of me to get up here and not talk about the power of dreams. Because a dream is what God puts in your heart. He puts it in your imagination. And I'm just going to drop this in, in for free right here. It's your dream. And if you tell your dream to people that don't understand it or ain't seen it, they liable to abort your dream. Because they love you, not because they hate you. When I told some of my family that God had called me out of Raven and I was going to start City on the Hill family that shall remain anonymous, even though they ain't here tonight, but they better be watching on Facebook Live. They shall remain anonymous. God had showed me in my imagination, in my spirit, what he was wanting to do. But when I shared it with some of the people that loved me the most, they said, you can't do that. It can't be done. It's a recession. Things are bad. It don't make no sense. And, and, but what you've got to learn with God is if it's your dream, it's your job to nurture it. It ain't your job to make everybody understand it. It's your job just to keep people from killing it. Just like if you're a father or a mother, you protect your child. God wants me to tell somebody, protect the dream that God put in your heart. Now I'm going to see how far I can push on this service tonight because not all dreams are hunky-dory. There are dreams God gave me of City on the Hill. There are dreams God gave me of revivals and I've seen all that happen. There are prophetic dreams that God gave me that excited me. But can I tell you there are other dreams and me and Carlene were talking about this on the way. One night God gave me a dream of coming up on a red light. Ronnie Ward was my youth pastor. And there being a car wreck and, a, and a, a, a young lady being hurt severely. I began to pray. He showed me the specific red light that it was going to be at. I told Carlene I had her pray with me. The next day we were in the furniture truck driving and I saw the wreck happen. I was the first one on the scene. I was the one there that was praying with them. And God had warned me in a dream. So I was a very young Christian. These were Souls Harbor days. And that was God showing me that he speaks in dreams. Now listen, the reason I hold back on talking about dreams is sometimes people get nutty. Not every dream you get is the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it's you ate too much pizza too late at night and don't be throwing you crazy on me. But when God gives you a dream, there's something about it 
God, Jake was working a job. We didn't want him to work, and he was out of town. And Carlene, he got up early that morning to go to that location. And Carlene woke up out of a sound sleep. Like, y'all ever seen the undertaker when he gets up like that? She went undertaker. She just like that. And I said, baby, what's wrong? She said, I just had a dream. She said, God showed me a dream of a man with a stick hitting Jake in the face. It was like a baseball bat, and it did so much damage to his face. She said, let's pray. And she took my hand, and we began to pray, and we began to pray in tongues. When Jake came home that day, Jake said, Dad, as we were working on the railroad tracks, the guy beside him, he didn't know how to swing the hammer, and he swung it wrong. And I had just raised up, and it missed my face by three inches. I said, boy, it didn't miss your face. I said, God made sure it didn't touch you because at six in the morning me and your mama were praying in tongues because God done gave her a dream it was just a few months ago and I've told you before but I'm telling you this to build your faith God showed me a dream of coming up to a red light in a white car hitting me at the red light and I woke up right before it hit me and uh, lo and behold that morning about 10 o'clock in the morning I want to make sure that I that I tell you right uh it happened to me first. And even though it happened and I stopped, I stopped. That burden didn't leave me. I called Carlene. I said, Carlene, I said, you know that dream we had or that I had? And I told you about the red light. She said, yeah. I said, well, it kind of happened. I said, but the burden's not left, left me. And I said, keep praying. Well, and I told my mom about that dream. I said, mom, I had this dream. I know it was from the Lord. Uh, be praying about red lights, a white car at a red light. About 3.30 that day, Dad called Mom out of breath, panicky. And she said, J.R., what is it? He said, Kay, you ain't going to believe what just happened to me. You can ask my mom and dad. She said, what? He said, I was at a red light. She said, wait a minute, did you about get hit? And he said, yes, I did. She said, J.R., was it a white car? He said, yeah, Kay, where are you at? He thought she was watching him. She said, God told Barry in a dream last night and Barry's had me praying all day about that and when mama called me the burden lifted I'm just trying to let somebody know that's how real the Holy Ghost is don't you don't young people don't you ever let the world lie to you about the power of our God he is real he's an ever present help in the time of trouble and he can get to you in dreams and in vision and he said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters they shall prophesy. He told me the old men would dream dreams, but the young men were going to have some visions that were going to come to pass. I guess where I had the dream, I'm turning into one of the old men, Bubba. But I've been a dreamer my whole life. Not all dreams are God showing you building a church or making a million dollars. Sometimes God gives you a dream of warning. And that's not to scare you. That's God's way of saying, I got you. Now pray about it. Release your angels and we're going to deal with it. How many of you believe that right there? So don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Now if you have dreams of like demons coming out at you all the time, that, that's the devil. God's not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Okay, I got to say that now. Say power, power. love, sound mind. One more time. Power, love, Sound mind. I've drawn back on preaching on the supernatural so many times because flesh will twist it and they come up to you with some man-made cockamamie stuff and, and we belittle the true things of God. 
But this generation needs to know God can still speak to you. He can still open up the heavens to you. He can still give you a dream and cause it to pass. And King Pharaoh, who wasn't even serving God, but God said, I'm going to get his attention in the dream. God got his attention, all right. He saw seven fat cows, blessed. I mean, if you're, if you're a farmer and you understand cattle, you want them as fat as possible, Jonathan. I mean, you want them waddling. And he saw seven good ones. And then he saw seven skinny ones. One translation said ugly. They were lean and ugly in the New American Standard Translation. That's how I'm going to describe them, lean and ugly. And the seven lean and ugly ones walked up to the seven fat and healthy ones and ate them up. Well, you would think if the little got with the big, the little would be turned big, right? That's the way it happens in cartoons. But that ain't the way it happens in the spirit. That though they devoured the fat cows, they were still lean and they were still ugly. Seven skinny cows ate seven fat cows, ate the fat of the land, and they were still lean and they were still ugly. And this king knew he hadn't ate too much pizza. This king knew that it's just one of them fly-by-night dreams. This king knew there was somebody from another dimension trying to get a hold of him. The problem was you had to find somebody that knew this God to interpret this dream. And there wasn't nobody better at dreams than Joseph because Joseph was a dreamer. I love to be around dreamers. I, I, let me talk in the spirit now. Like if they're a dreamer and they say, Pastor, I dream of God using me, you're the kind of person I like. If you say, I dream of the day my family gets saved, you're the kind of person I like. Like Tina sitting there with her family right now. That blesses me when I see people start dreaming and saying, I believe God's going to do something powerful in my family. I like that. But there's another kind of dream. There's that dream when God speaks to you. And you know, man, I got to have somebody help me cipher through this thing. They bring in Joseph. And because of this, and Joseph getting an audience with the king, of course, he got promoted, but that's not my story. The king said, I have a dream that none of my prophets, none of my sorcerers, none of my magicians, none of my fortune tellers can answer. Can you answer this dream? He said, I had seven fat cows standing along the river and seven skinny, ugly ones. He said, and the skinny, ugly cows ate the fat, beautiful cows. He said, and all that were left was the skinny, ugly cows. He said, can you, does that make any sense to you, Joseph? And Joseph, by the Spirit of God, said, O king, those seven fat cows represent seven good years that Egypt is getting ready to enter into. Seven years of blessing and favor and abundance. But those seven skinny cows represent seven bad years. Notice seven and seven. It wasn't that one number was greater than the other. Seven good years, seven bad years. He said, but the thing is, those seven bad years are going to take everything Egypt got in the seven good years and they're going to leave you in a place of poverty, in a place of famine, unless you save something back from the good years that help you make it through the lean years. I'm about to preach right now because so many times we only look at the skinny cows that, and they do come. Those skinny cows of depressions or anxiety or rough seasons or times when it ain't going right and the devil tries to make those skinny cows eat up the memory of the time God had us on top that we were blessed that our family was doing right I've come to tell somebody don't forget your good years when you're going through a bad time you better be thankful when God's blessing you you better store up some faith in the blessed year and that way when you get in the hard time 
You say, God ain't brought me this far to fail me now. I refuse to let a skinny cow take my blessing. Yeah. Woo, I feel that. We've all had them little skinny cows roll up on us. That skinny cow's so ugly, it's making me sick. But sometimes, Cody, life gets ugly. Sometimes hope gets lean. Sometimes faith gets skinny when you're struggling. Like Clifford and, and Cynthia right now, their son battling a form of cancer and they're telling me septus. That's a skinny season. I don't care how spiritual you are, that's skinny. That's a skinny cow time right now. But I recall to my mind from my own faith the times of Clifford and Cynthia praising God and him praising God in this church. I remember when they came to the altar. I remember when them young'uns were babies. And I'm saying this right here. God didn't bring them into this church and bring them this far to let a skinny cow have its way. I believe the God of the good day is still God in the rough day. And I believe that my God's going to have the final say. Gabriel shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord I need everybody to give God a praise if you agree with that see them we've all got them lean ugly cows that try to gobble up the memory of when it was going good have you ever noticed in the bad day it's easy to forget about all your good days let's say it's the week and you've had six good days and then you go fishing with Bobby and he catches 10, which has never happened. That's my sermon. I'll preach it like I won't. And you catch none. No, it has happened. Or you go with Randy and he's jerking out all the fish and he's got you on the end of the boat to where all you can do is row. We've all had them days where, you know, you just feel like you're on the mountain and everything's going good. But it's in, the, it's in those skinny cow days. It's in those ugly days that I wish that I wish I'd brought that translation that called it ugly. Because sometimes, Landon, life can get a little ugly. People, and I'm not talking about by the flesh. Y'all know I'm not doing I'm not talking about people's appearance. But how many of you know people can be ugly? And man, that hurts. They can have an ugly spirit, Heather. They can have ugly motives. They can have an ugly tone to them, Shirley. And, and man, it hurts. And, and sometimes those skinny cows, they roll up on you and they gobble up the memory of all the good times that you've had in God. They make you forget just how bad off you were when God got a hold of you. They make you forget just how desperate and how suicidal you were. Those skinny cows, and though they devour all the good cows, they don't gain anything from it. All you're left with is skinny faith and ugly circumstances. See, it is the work of the enemy that when I go through a hard time, to let the hard time gobble up my faith, gobble up my hope, gobble up my joy, to where all I'm left with is skinny faith and ugly situations but God sent a man named Joseph before them that said if you will in the good years gather up harvest of the good years and save it when the bad years come your way he'll bless you so much in the good you'll have enough strength to make it through the bad and can I tell you that when it gets bad I recall to mind every time that God made a way when there seemed to be no way when Jake broke his neck but God healed it when you got T-boned, but God healed it. When Grayson got touched by the Holy Ghost, when God got me out of a terrible situation, you've been too far. Joe, you ain't on oxygen anymore, baby. You got some fat cows. 
If you got some fat cows to praise him for, praise him for it right now. Come on. Come on. The times he blessed you. The times he was good to you. Freddie and the farmers and Stuart and Kara, they know what I'm talking about, man. Farmers want fat cows. You look at a cow like that, you say, hey, that's bad for business. And see, the enemy in the skinny cow season, he tells you, I'm going to take your mind. I'm going to take your business. I'm going to take your family. I'm going to take your friends. He tries to devour everything. Everything good that God did in the previous seasons of your life. But God didn't do all that for you to let the enemy take it. As I told y'all two weeks ago, I feel an anointing on that right now. The enemy can attack it, but he can't take it. I'm going to say it again. The enemy can attack it, but he can't take it. Why? Because my God will rebuke the devourer. The only way he can have it is if you give it to him. And as long as you're praising God, he can't have it. That's why the Bible said, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Somebody give him a praise right now. If your situation's ugly, if your faith has grown skinny, give him praise right now. Got something else to tell you. Never let your situation change your revelation. If I drop dead of a heart attack right now, God's still a healer. If I, if I drop dead in this pulpit right now, which would be one of my favorite ways to go, if I have to go, but not tonight, Lord. Not tonight. But if I got to go that way, I, I'll go down preaching he's a healer. I'll go down preaching he's a way maker. I refuse to let my situation change my revelation. Here's when we lose it in the body of Christ. When we start changing the way we see God by the skinny cows that we're having to deal with. There was a woman in the Bible. She changed her name to Mara. Uh, she changed her, her name was Naomi, which meant grace. But she went through a skinny cow season. And they tried to call her her former name. And she said, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. For the Lord has made me bitter. She started blaming God on all the bitterness in her life. Have you ever seen people that, man, they went through a fat cow season where God was blessing them with the job, with the promotion, with the wife, with the kids, with all the good things, and then they go through a skinny cow season and the ugly stuff just starts gobbling up all their faith and they start forgetting about how good God was to them and about all the ways God made for them and about all the doors God opened for them. Here's what God told me to tell y'all. That in the good seasons of life, and Carlene, Carlene won't mind me, Pastor Carlene won't mind me sharing this because we, we've said it behind the pulpit. She said, and this was tonight about 5.45 before church. She said, the devil's just telling me that, that he's going to take it. That, it, you know, I've just been worried because things are going good that something bad's going to happen. I said, that's how the devil operates. That's how he operates in everybody's life. He can't take your blessing, but if he can keep you from enjoying it, he's done his job. And we've all had seasons where it was going so good. Have you ever had a day, Brother Coger, where it was going so good, you got nervous because you didn't have nothing to be nervous about? You're like, I, I, I know there's got to be something I should be worried about right now. There's got to be something I need to have in my mind. No, that's the blessing of the Lord. I counseled a mother one time and she had a, a supernatural peace on her. Her son got a five-year sentence and she goes here and I love this woman so much. And she said, I almost feel bad because I don't feel bad. 
She said, explain that to me, preacher. I said, that's called the peace of God that passeth all understanding. I'm telling you, God will put a peace on you that when common sense said you ought to be having a breakdown, you're saying, God, I don't know why, but I still believe, I still got faith, and I still believe my best days are ahead of me and not behind me. I got anybody that still believes there's some fat cows in your future. There's some favor in your future. The skinny cows are not gonna eat up your destiny in Jesus mighty name but now as the pastor is in me as Chelsea begins to play and I don't know how long I'm going to preach from here but I, I got to say this in the body of Christ you got people that can dramatize everything I had a guy leave my church one time because he had a surgery was it on a hangnail it was on a ingrown toenail and I didn't call and check on him He's a man with an ingrown toenail. He's going to make it. Left my church. Some of y'all mad about that. I'm praying for y'all right now and your ingrown little toenails. Didn't even know he was having it. I mean, Daniel, can you imagine me calling you, Daniel, baby, how's your pinky toe? Will you get me, you'd smack me and say, better knock it off. And you got some people that they can make drama out of anything. Some people just want to get their feelings hurt now. They walk in like, go ahead and hurt my feelings. I got it on me now. Knock it off. Hurt my feelings. You know, we need to grow up a little bit if we're doing that. I don't believe my Wednesday night crowd does that. They might be some people that wander in here on Sunday morning that have a tendency, but not y'all. Y'all are good little Christians. But we got other types of Christians. And I believe that's y'all. Y'all downplay the pain you've been through. I had a woman grab me one time a couple weeks ago and she said, God, let me tell you, it's okay not to be okay. And I put on my Holy Ghost PhD, Pentecost Heritage. I was like, I'm okay, you know. But sometimes you ain't okay. Sometimes It's okay to cry sometimes. And sometimes we downplay our pain to the point of our own detriment. It's okay sometimes to say, you know what? I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody, Jeannie, to stand in the gap with me because I'm fighting some stuff I don't even know how to deal with. I ain't talking about no hangnail. I ain't talking about no ingrown toenail. I'm talking about I've been con- I've been doubting in my mind. I've been struggling in my life. I've been fighting things I can't even talk about publicly. And I just need to know if there's anybody else that would pray with me. I'm talking about that kind of people. The enemy, he'll, he'll get you to downplay your pain. And I go, oh, it's good, it's good. And you know what? You just keep it tucked in. And here's what David said. He said, when I kept silent, my bones waxed open. There has to be a release valve. BJ and Ricky, and man, I I thank God for BJ and Ricky and Alan and Andy. I thank God for y'all. Y'all don't know how much. But there's a water system all in this church that has to be bled or drained ever so often because if that condensation gets in there, we could be in service. And I could say, let it rain, Lord, let it rain. And if them pipes bust, some of y'all gonna say, yeah, he can get a hold of God. And the rest of y'all gonna say, get me out of here right now. But it's the pressure build up in them. And so I made sure BJ was here because I, I got ready to release the valves today, BJ. And I, I, I'm going, I, I love you, man. That was my way of saying, BJ, will you please release the valves? If that pressure builds up too much, 
open valves will pop and that water's going to come out. What I'm telling you is you either get in the presence of God and let the pressure out or you're going to cuss out your co-workers. You're going to hurt your wife's feelings. You're going to explode at the most inopportune time. I'm telling you because I know a guy. Dwayne. I'm telling you because I know people. If Brad Bells ever loses it, I want video footage. Because from the time we was in, can you make him lose it? At a football game? Yeah, that don't count, man. That, that, that's totally normal. That's totally, Carlene told me about you at the football game. I respect that. But from the time we was in sixth grade, you can ask Bubba. Brad's always just been Brad. He never gets excited, does he? Never. He's just calm and cool, man. I mean, serial killer cool. Like, make you nervous, calm. And then there's people like me that, you know, I'm, I'm crazy. I, I tell you, I am. But there's a pressure valve in all of us. And I have said, you want me to tell you the guy to be afraid of in the room? Not this guy. I'm running my mouth. It's the guy, it's Doug. Not saying nothing, just sitting there, smiling. You make him mad, you have a situation. Because there's a pressure valve that needed to be released. In the body of Christ, there's so many times we've got so much pressure inside of us. And we can't turn to our friends because they won't understand. We feel like we can't turn to our family. And then tragically, God ordained the church to be that place that we could release the pressure. And the enemy invaded churches all across America. And instead of making it a place where God blesses us, we've turned it into a place where we try to impress each other. We have to make a decision tonight. We either let God bless or we waste time trying to impress. I ain't trying to impress nobody tonight. I felt the pressure just leave me before I preached. I said, God, I want you to bless somebody that's under pressure. 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 They talk about people snapping and they say, oh, he just snapped. No, 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 he didn't just snap. He was under years of pressure that nobody knew about. Years of pressure, years of pain. I want everybody to stand to your feet in here right now. That skinny cow right there. It's ugly. It's pitiful. And I've been through some seasons in my life that if you could see behind the scenes, it was ugly and it was pitiful. And the devil tried to use that to gobble up my memory of all the good times in God. Of all the times God made away from my children, my family, my church. In the good times, you got to write that stuff down. You got to make a mental alertment of it and say, man, you know what? I'm, going, I'm taking this with me. That when I do inevitably go through a tough patch or a tough season, I recall to mind the goodness of God and therefore will I have hope. That's what Jeremiah said. I want you to lift your hands all over this place right now. Because I had another sermon I was going to preach. But those seven skinny cows popped out on me. And God said, that's the word I want you to preach. He would have permitted me to preach my word, but it wouldn't have been the word you needed to hear. Some of y'all, you say, Pastor, that's what my life looks like right now behind the scenes. It's weak. It's ugly. It's anemic. I love God. I'm trying. But man, it's got the best of me right now. If that's you, would you just come and kneel at this altar tonight because I believe God is going to do something that causes those ugly places to be made blessed. 
that God is going to do something that causes those places that the enemy has tried to steal in your life to be refreshed and revived. God wants me to tell you that if you are washed in the blood of Jesus, you are on favored ground, favored ground, favored ground. Cheryl, if I were the enemy, I would attack you. If I were the enemy, I would send skinny cows your way to try to gobble up all the faith and the, the spiritual DNA that has been deposited in you. I would attack you. Yes, I would. I would attack you, Cheryl. But I promise you, this is not a life sentence. This is a season. God moving suddenly upon it. For greater is he that is in he, thee than all that's going on around you. Come on, stretch forth your hands right now. God's removing the skinny cows. Come on, come on, come on. I feel an oil. I feel an oil. Thank you, Veronica. I feel an oil. I feel an oil. I feel an oil on Heather right now. It's my cousin. Lord, I, I've loved her since she was a kid. Heather, this is a season, not a life sentence. It's a season, baby, not a life sentence. This too shall pass. Standing in your yard, baptizing in your creek, seeing that house God blessed you with. That was a fat cow moment right there. That was a big fat cow. Then seeing that smile on your face, I pulled out of your property so happy that day. As my hand is on you today, I realize it's a lean time. I realize that you say, oh, Barry, I got some ugly things I'm dealing with. God's got you. God didn't give you all that and give you that house and do all these things for you to be tormented. I speak peace over you right now in the name of Jesus. This skinny cow season is passing in the name of Jesus. I, I promise I'm getting ready to put my mic down, but I got to pray for these two young kids, this beautiful girl and this boy named Nathan, man. I thank God. These are two good looking kids that sit in here like sponges and soak up the word of the Lord. Could I have some people gather around them right now? Our young people need to know they're not serving God alone. They're not tolerated at this church. They're celebrated. I get happy every time. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you, sis. Y'all stretch forth your hands. Worship the Lord as they sing.
the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Can we give God a praise for His Spirit, for His presence? Just lift your hands. I ain't going to drag it out. I don't even know what time it is. I don't even know how long I preached tonight. 813, hey, we went longer than the Baptist. Boom! Now, if it had been less than an hour, I'd have said, I got to pray up better before service is that, but we good. Time don't matter. That's exactly right, Bubba. If you could explain that to the rest of these people, that'd be great. Alan, put that thing up there for me. Because I don't understand how this works. I just know it's awesome and I need y'all to help me. We got a podcast, right? Is that what this is? And we have 40 right now. If we have 50, they start paying us. Well, we want 5,000. No, it's not about numbers. It's about people. But Alan and them got this started for us. And this is, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Listen on Anchor. And uh, you go to where you, you need to go to. And then when you get there, you, you're there now. Do you know what I need to tell them right now? Alan, get up here. Just go to your podcast. Download it on the App Store. Okay, what is that? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I think. So is there a name on the App Store? Do you just type in city? Just download one of these apps at the bottom. One. Not all four unless you want all four. And then type in City on a Hill Church. That's all you got to do. See how simple? Y'all make everything complicated. I, I know what time it is. I know. I'm, I'm down with these young people now. I want y'all to give Sister Veronica a hand. Now listen, I, I, I'm not hiding in the back. I'm sweating. I'm taking this off, putting another shirt on, and I come back and I, I hug everybody that will. Uh, and you ain't got to hug me, you know, if you don't want to. I'm just saying I'm available for hugs or talking or fist bumps or whatever. But if you're new here and you see me running the back, you may think I'm hiding. In. I'm not. I, I sweat when I preach because I get a little excited. Y'all give Veronica a hand clap as she comes. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I feel like we had church in here. Sometimes I don't like to close because I just like to like bask in the glory and then I got to get up here and I got to cut it off and I don't like cutting it off. I mean, I know it's time to go, but anyway, I'm looking at my phone because Kelly sent me a message and she said, please announce these things. And so I am going to make sure I announce these things, which I think Pastor Barry has already announced we are in revival this coming Monday and Tuesday, seven o'clock right here. Mark your calendars. I have to work until 7.15, but after that, I'm hoping to sprint through the door. So let, let's hope I get here in time to hear some music. Um, Tuesday, November the 23rd, we all know that Thanksgiving is coming up. So instead of having service on the 24th, which is the day before Thanksgiving, we are moving that service to Tuesday, November the 23rd, okay? So November the 23rd is a Tuesday. Of that week, we will have service on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Please come out. We always have a great time. You know, show your gratitude. Be, be thankful. And, you know, just be thankful that we have church that week, and it's amazing. And I promise you won't be disappointed when you come. Okay, Sunday, November 21st. That is this Sunday, right? 
No? Okay, scratch that. Next Sunday, November 24th. Woo, good job, good job. I appreciate y'all backing me up. Women's ministry, 6 o'clock, okay? Here, here. Men's ministry, woo, November 28th. Okay, so that's like two or three Sundays. Don't I don't know. <laughs> November 28th, seven, no, yeah, 6 o'clock here. It's here, right? Okay. We're going to pray, we're going to dismiss, and we're going to let y'all go home. God, we thank you so much for this night, God. We thank you for the, the power that we felt, God, and your Holy Spirit that moves throughout this service every single time we're here. God, we thank you for our pastor, God, and the word that you always give him, Lord, and the grace that you give him to get behind this pulpit, Father. God, we just give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor, God. We just thank you for everything that you do. And I want y'all to look at me real fast. I don't know if Cindy has everything. We do provide Thanksgiving boxes. Cindy has a sign-up sheet, or do you have everything, or you still need people? Okay, so like, I took 10 cans of yams. I got to bring 10 cans of yams. She will give you whatever, like we do individual things. If you've not been here when we've done that, we all get together. We put all these boxes together. It's really cool, but we need people to bring the food to put the stuff in the boxes. So if you've not seen that, she's in the back. She has the baby. She has a pink shirt on. Okay, I like food. So we are having a church Christmas dinner. First Sunday, and that I just looked at it, that is December the 5th. Okay, first Sunday in December, that is going to be our church Christmas dinner. Immediately following service in the fellowship hall, we will have a sign-up sheet. We will have lots of food. We will have fun. Carlene... If you've never been, she sings Christmas songs by herself. So it's going to be amazing. And I'm totally just kidding. She's going to kill me, but maybe we'll get her to do it this year. Okay, y'all have a great day. Woo, you're dismissed.